uh, I sent somebody a message. They posted something that was like, I think it was about a movie, and I responded to it. And then, like a week later, I was I was uh I was actually looking for like a picture or something in another DM. <clears throat> and I seen that one, and it said sent, like it hasn't been read yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why the fuck did I message them? Because mm-hmm. like Instagram puts messages from people that you don't know in a separate folder. Right, I've seen that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're not even going. You're not even gonna be seen ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, you know, why did I do that? Like, this is dumb. Like, why am I following? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that list too. I think it's just spam, really. I I'm guess saying, if you it, inter- it if you, you don't interact, yeah, if you don't interact at all, you automatically spam. Even like new followers and new people just want to say something to you. And yeah, I have I to just it. be in the mood for for that. It's I don't like, know. I feel like that's the that's, isn't that like the point of the internet? Like I, I feel like every time we've been, every time we've been like introduced to like another component of the internet, mm-hmm. like the underlying factor or like the underlying like thing that drove everybody there was like the ability to just like interact with people normally. Like think about it. Like mm-hmm. Twitter was like, I can tweet somebody who lives in a different country or state. Mm-hmm. And like they can respond. I could even tweet a celebrity, and they could respond. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram the same way. Like, and then all of a sudden it just became everybody's famous now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I, I think. Well, for me, it's it's more so. I don't know. I don't know. Just it's so many. It's so many avenues for, to talk to people now. If you just consider the phone, the text, and then all the social medias, I have to be in a <laughs> position to want to media today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, well, I always, I always want to communicate with people I know, right? Or even don't know in some cases, but I don't want to have to feel obligated to. You know, if I feel obligation in doing it, I don't want to do it. You no, know, it's like, yeah. like the obligation of of you, someone may not gotten back to you quick enough, so now the obligation is that person is going to feel some type of way because you didn't get back to them quick enough. That type of thing. Um, is like that I'm warranted? Off, I'm off that. Is it warranted? Like if if I contact you and like it takes you, I don't know, maybe like a week or two to respond. Mm-hmm. Like that- and and all things considered, like because. For uh, like for women, I understand like, you know, the the most normal versions of communications for them, like have barriers of like bullshit. Yeah, I know. I know their communications all trash. <laughs> <laughs> just all trash. Just all trash. Like the text messages are full of bullshit. The DMs are full of bullshit. The replies, right. the mentions, all of it. But all like a week or two, like say say. Like say you contact someone and it takes like two a week and a half for them to, to respond, mm-hmm. and not saying it was something like like just super important. It could just be like a, you know, hey, da da da. da what about this? Mm-hmm. And it takes like a week. Like, do you, mm-hmm. should you not feel some kind of way? Um, initially, until you train yourself that they don't have they don't owe you anything. 
They then literally don't, don't owe you anything. What if they don't owe? They don't owe you. Uh, I'm going to get back to you in a week or a week and a half, or two weeks in a, or a month. Um, I think it's your own self, your, your own sense of self-importance to be like, this person didn't hit me back today. Yet the next day, the week, week and a half, and then you get in your own feelings like, man, I thought I was this. I thought I was this person to this. I, I thought I was this. I thought I was something to this person. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when it is, it is probably not even like that. You know, it's like I didn't get back, or maybe they had some real life things going on in their life that's not on social media. You know, they could have lost a, a friend, a family. They could be dealing with mm-hmm. with with a um, emotional or psychological thing. It can be anything. Dog could have died. You know, <laughs> and you like this bitch ain't hit me back yet. That's happened. Two, that's happened been a week and a half. <laughs> It's happened before. Yeah. Like, uh, I forgot. I can't remember who it was. It might have been one of Vita's friends. But, um, like, somebody else was like, oh, we haven't heard from you. And, and they, like, just went off. Like, my dog died. You guys have no idea. And, like, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I was like, damn. Yeah. And then now you're now you an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't really be tripping. It's just when you think about it, it's like is like who is really like that like Buster Rhymes said something one day. He was like he said, um, if I call or text you and I don't hear back from you like in a certain time frame, like I know we don't like like we don't belong. We don't we don't need to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Because that, that, that could be true too. Because if you call me if you call or text me, I'm gonna answer the phone. Or I'll either let you know, I'll get back to you, or just get back to you whenever I'm like mm-hmm. done with my current activity. But he was like, "Why? Why are we playing this game where I hit you and then like two months later you hit me back?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it depends on who he, who he's talking about too. Like, there's like circles of like different relationships. Like, yeah, but people uh, aren't people, and I think that's what he's saying. He's like, and this goes back to like imposing your uh like your own you know you're you're imposing kind of like you said your own self-importance on other people Mm -hmm. like i would do this i do this this way so you should do this this way right exactly but um but i i think i i kind of feel that like if if you call me or you can hit me and you know and i can answer or let you know when i'm going to answer or when you can expect a response to just be like, oh, well, I'll get back to you whenever I can. It's kind of like, then we don't need to know each other. We're obviously not close enough, like as close as I thought. That's just, I mean, yeah, you thought, I thought. I thought, I think it should yeah. go this way. Um, and then now I'm going to make the decision to say, you know, this relationship doesn't need, need to exist at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this, the extremes you go to with, um, with, um, you know, making sure that your self-importance is uh, insulated from from any threat that you feel like um, doesn't belong. It's like um, I just I just think of a. Now I want I want to say if you're trying to talk to somebody and things are like uh, time sensitive, you know, like come on, like there's deadlines, there's time sensitive things. Like I need to know today. Um, you may be working on the project. It's like, okay, you can't just be like, yeah, I'll get back next month. 
Um, but things where, you know, most people just want to just shoot the shit or just run something by you or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and maybe we got to normalize, like, why are you texting me? Why? What do you need? Like, getting right to the point. It's like, but I, think, I think that can be solved within, like, communication and people will kind of yeah. like I, themselves I'll, out. I'll text. When you can tell when somebody really needs something like specific because they'll tell you in the text, yo, I'm calling because, uh, you know, I want to run some numbers by you on this investment or whatever it is. Or sometimes I'll text like, I ain't want shit. I didn't, I, I ain't really want shit. I just want to catch up. Da, da, da. You know, um, you call me back whenever, you know? So, uh, but if it's time since it was like, yo, um, we had plans to, to, go to somewhere and I'm calling you you'll be like yo I'm on the way or are you there yet and it's like no answer it's like yo what the fuck is this <laughs> you know that's like the breakdown of communication so yeah but um, I mean some people do that though like I, I know I, I think that's wild though that's wild like no like no one's uh, no one's no one's at that level I was going to I say like like no one's no one's a celebrity, but even I don't think even it's it's appropriate like, are you celebrities really? to talk like that or communicate no, like I, that. I think the only person I won't say the only person, but there's there's not that many people where like if um if someone tries to reach you it takes like it's it's expected that it'll take a while if you get any response. You said what? I said it's only it's only a handful of people. That you can be like, oh, they're not gonna give me hit back, give me back. Yeah. Until like, oh, like man. if you, and I'm talking about people you know. I'm not talking about like if I try to DM, uh, like the president, like right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Saying like if you know if you know this person, like there might only be a handful of people where like if you reach out to them for something specific, then it would take. You know, it would take yeah. some time because I, I kind of feel like text messages have replaced um, like uh, the like the answer machine. Mm. So I remember you used to come home from work, you used to come home from work and then you are from wherever and like your mom would come mm. home and she press play on the machine. Yeah. And then After you hear all the messages. Yeah. And then, you know, like a week go by and she's like, oh, I got to call uh, Ernestine. Right. Back. Called, <laughs> right. You know, it's like she some stuff that, like that. That message a week ago. Yeah. yeah. yeah or Ernestine that. will follow up. And and, yeah. and then now they got to be like, oh, I was so busy. I meant to, right. you know. And, you uh, didn't call me back. And now they on the phone for three hours <laughs> catching up <laughs> over the last two weeks. <laughs> and it's, so I, right. I think uh, I think the message is kind of the way a lot of people use them. I think like it's replaced voicemail or yeah. the answer machine. But what do, what do you feel about calls? I think calls are more personable. Like I like I, I like to, calling, I but to, we do that for a living. Like I need to speak to you now. You know, and we 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 do that for a living, and I didn't realize that was weird until I had to do it. What well, was weird? Like I didn't realize. Well, I won't say weird. I didn't realize how weird other people saw that, like actually picking oh, yeah. up the phone. Yeah. Until like until I had to do it like for work, and then that kind of seeps into like your regular life. Like yeah, you, I'm you just calling this person. Something. Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I doing? Why am I texting? Uh, why am I, you know, 
Instagram Messenger, whatever it is. Like I like to just call you and be like, "Yo, this is uh, what I need to say." I mean, it's just so it's so easier. It's so much easier. Yeah, but um, I think it's something you got to get used to. Because yeah, a lot of people I, now just don't they don't they don't want to call. Well, because they're, they're like not they're not accustomed. I feel like they're not accustomed to like they're not accustomed to like forming thoughts in real time sentences yeah <laughs> like you said that i gotta think on that yes yeah, so they're, they're like like how how do i respond generation like dang how do i respond to that yeah text? yeah that's what it's it is. calculated everyone's calculated now because because again if if you reach out to them they've you know they'll give you five days like mm-hmm. they'll easily give you five days and be like oh hey what's up blah, 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 blah. but if you were to call them like it'd be totally different they wouldn't be able to do that yeah yeah, I think we just got to call, call more. So, which I, you know, I got a project in my in my head. I was telling Will about this when he was over here about um, calling every single person in my phone just to figure out who they are, and if we still got a connection. You know, I got like maybe a thousand contacts in my phone, and I talked to maybe, you know, eight, maybe five, five to eight, maybe. So it's like. Yeah. What are all these, you know, nine hundred and ninety people doing? <laughs> doing it in my phone. Yeah, I don't even want to know because I've and had it, the same number since, like, <laughs> high school. Know. I don't even want to know how many numbers are in my phone because it's been uh, it's been the same. I haven't had a chance. Like, I haven't had a, I haven't had a reason to go through and like delete them. Yeah, but I want to delete them, but I also want to call first and be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> who are you and, and do do you need to stay in my phone <laughs> uh, that yeah, that, that project's been on my head for like two years and i'm a i'm, I'm going to do it and i'm going to tape it too and probably make it like a series <laughs> of me calling people on my phone <laughs> like hey who are you i'm i'm dorance who are you <laughs> I mean, I guess you would. That'd be efficient, though, because then it's like everybody that's that you have access to is like someone you need to have access to. Exactly. It would be, it would be um, really um, like closing the circle, but like, like you said, efficiently. It's like these are all people mm-hmm. I talk to at least a few times a year. You know, they may not be people I talk to once a month or every six months, but it might be people I do want to talk to maybe two two or three times a year, you know? Mm-hmm. And we might we might work on a project, we might not, but it'll be people I want to be in there. You I remember, do, you remember back in the day, you would actually go mm-hmm. through the scroll of your, your contacts and hit people up? Well, yeah, it mattered. You know, mattered. maybe you was having a party or something like, hey, you know, we're going to have a party on such and such, you know, come through. Or, you know, you're trying to put a function together and you call people. That was a thing before social media. Hey, I was going through my phone and just seeing what's up with you. How's everything? Um, you know, what you doing? Then it, it turns into, oh, you, we should catch it. We should link up and go go do something. Let's go play basketball. Or, you know, it was like, I don't know, it was a thing. Well, because there was value. I think there was value in in like a person's contact information that no longer exists because we all have it. 
You mean value yeah. in the in the in the actual information? Because the only way they can get to somewhere is if someone knew if someone who knew them or had their information could let them know. Mm. But now we know about things we didn't even like want to know about because yeah. everybody has our information. You're talking about on social media, where it's like, yeah, they hey, have access to what's you. going on. So maybe that's why people aren't calling anymore. Oh, I see how your kids are doing because I've seen them on social media. They just went mm-hmm. to second grade. I've seen you post that. I think that. that's part of it too. Yeah. I don't have to call like, them. I kind of got an update. Like the mm-hmm. social media is the update. <laughs> this is what's going on in my life. Is the, don't is call the update me. And answer machine? <laughs> don't call me. Don't text me. <laughs> Low key, it is like because yeah, because when you used to say like when you would leave like the the note on the machine mm-hmm. and it'd be like you've reached so and so blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like social media is kind of like that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here I am. Here's my kids. They go to school. Right. You you buy them shoes. This is going here on. With go. me. I got a new job. Uh, I got a divorce. Uh, I, I had a new kid. Got a new baby mama. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Damn. I baby, my baby mama like tripping. It's like, oh dang. Like this baby mama tripping. I guess I ain't got to call him. <laughs> I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you just like baby mama do be tripping. <laughs> got yeah, caught true. up on your life. And maybe it's just a me thing because I, I'm not really on, uh, I am on social, but I'm not. Okay. This is what I do when I'm scrolling through. I just want to see the picture. I don't read. <laughs> Sometimes I don't read the caption. And we might be the opposite because, <laughs> well, you know, I, I do look at the picture, but I definitely want to know, like, I want to know what was said. Because sometimes, few, sometimes few, the captions, sentences. the captions are funnier than the actual like unintentionally funny, but they're funnier than the picture. You you got to get me like in the first few sentences. If it go on to a tangent of, of I don't know, uh, you know, I went to church today and, and God is good. I'm just like, skip. <laughs> I like the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, swipe right? skip. I'm like, really, I'm more so do I need to read this whole thing? You know, and it, it, it'll be helpful if it was like tweet size. I mean, it's interesting because like fa- characters are less. I feel like I feel like Facebook mm-hmm. is as much as everybody hates it, and I think they hate it because it's like the last, like, actual social network. It's the last update on what you're doing. Yeah, it's the Instagram only one where like update. you have to have your name and you know. Well, people changing you. that now too. People have fake names on like their Facebook. Yeah, it's true. It's It'd true. be like yeah, Yaya yeah, McGee. Yeah. I'm like that ain't your name. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, that is not your name. Your name was Christopher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's probably why they hate it, though, because it can be actually like used for that. Well, they can track you. So, like, all the yeah. all the bullshit you've been going through in the last fifteen years, people looking you up and stalking you, or maybe some ex exes, or maybe you didn't mess up people over, and they can find you now. IRS, uh, yo, that's crazy. Child support, they, uh, everyone. They use that. Cops. They, they F- look at FBI. You know. They look at that stuff for. Um, man, who was I just talking to about that? I was just talking to somebody about that, about how like uh, how all of that is used to um, like determine, like to give people an idea of who you are. And yes. I was like, even if even if they even if they're not supposed to. You don't think someone who's going to do an interview for you or with you 
took the time to type your name in. <laughs> yeah. Look look at all your pictures, see how you, you know what I'm saying? How you post, how you how you write. And yeah, they they make up a narrative of who you are based on what you already. post. And um it's crazy. It's great. I mean, people will watch this this podcast and be like, "Okay, this person's like this, this person's like that." And I mean, you can't blame them because that's it's all the data they have. Yeah, you know, they, it's all the data that's available to them, and they make a decision. And that's why and you got to so. be—you have to be careful about what you put out there. You know what I'm saying? Because e- even when even cold calling, like when I would cold call certain people, and like I knew there was someone like I needed to know, mm-hmm. or like you know I had to find like a way in, I would look them up on Facebook. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to know where you live. I want to know who you're, like, who you associate with. I want to know all this stuff so I can use it to my advantage. See? Because because if, if I can... If you don't think anybody, everybody else doing that on the same level. Well, a lot, a lot of people yeah. aren't. But for, for uh, from in our positions, I don't think many people are because it's so much of a numbers game. It doesn't really pay off to, like... No, I'm not saying, like... As far as a like professional standpoint, if you're oh just in general a, a salesperson, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. talking about the everyday yeah, yeah, person yeah. Everyday is using person? the same tactic to absolutely. Imagine like like you're you're in the dating world and someone goes to your social to figure out what you like to be like oh you that's what is there he for. likes the Lakers, <laughs> you know then they show up with a Laker hat and you're like what the what 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 is this? Absolutely, yeah. I noticed you like the Lakers or. Yeah, I noticed you like hiking, and I uh, got you this uh this walking stick. <clears throat> it's like, yo, you better get going with that. That or some people might be like, hey, that's so uh, that's so thoughtful that you 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 thought enough to stalk me and and see what I like based on what I post. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think they I don't think it's seen that way because everybody kind of likes the same things. Like if you if you were to take a sample size of like a hundred. You know, a hundred people, probably seventy-five people's content would consist of the same thing, which it would be drinks, uh, you know, partying to some degree, yeah. and vacations. Women like I, know. I like liquor, <clears throat> flowers, and gifts, and vacations. Like, oh, okay, and, and uh, dudes be like, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spam your DM with the uh, um, hard eyes. Yeah, so I mean, that definitely happens though. Try, like if, and look, honestly, that made me scale back from social media because I I I was able to see like, yo, somebody could really, like, it's not hard to find anybody, mm-hmm. no. like anybody. Everything's and, public, um, yeah, and so if somebody really, really wanted to be like in your space, like you could make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if I'm doing it for work, you know, like if I'm if I'm like, oh, he associates with this guy and this guy knows this guy. So if I meet this guy, he'll introduce me to this guy. We could be in the same room together. I could talk to this guy. Like if I'm doing that. Yeah, imagine what it was. Imagine someone who like wants to who's infatuated with a a relationship standpoint. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yo, I I just wanted a Rich by Monday sweater. That's why I figured out where you live and where you work and where you go. I guess that's why you you, you um, try not to offend people 
Um, yeah, that's why I be chilling. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't it was, you got it. You got it. I'm, I'm you not have trying to. to be offensive to people, but sometimes a good strong f- off is needed. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that. I'm just saying you if if you're if you're a person who's like if you're a person who's in, intentionally like you're the you're the catalyst in every situation like that's that can be rough for you because like, like it, you start, it's you starting shit yeah because you you remember like you, a long you're time trying ago trying to be salacious on purpose we were we we were on Facebook having a conversation about like real estate or something I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But there was a guy who commented on my uh who commented on my post and he called me Uncle Tom. You remember that? Uh I think uh, slightly. And he was like he was from Pasadena. Mm-hmm. But, oh uh, yeah, I do remember. He was like <laughs> <laughs> It was like uh you shouldn't talk to people that way because it is easy to know where you live. And yeah. people just wildly just just saying wild things. I've never yeah. been that that um 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 what is it not not competitive but um confrontational uh, yeah yeah confrontational like to be degree? like on somebody's um post like this is what I think you you're name calling uh, that type of thing you're this I think I think this of you and kiss my ass and then log off and leave it's like now. Nah. You know, you're gonna log off from just telling me that. <laughs> and you can't log off in real life. So to 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 feel you can't the, log the off in real life. <laughs> to feel the listeners in on the story. Uh basically, just to make a long story short, that guy received a phone call because I was able to find his phone number <laughs> and his address and his grandmother's phone number and his mom's uh I I found his whole family. Y'all think so um Yeah. But it's not it's not smart, man, to talk to people like that. <clears throat> you know. So, yeah, everyone should be polite. And that's it. You know. I don't even think it's that, man. It's just respect, man. You treat people with respect and then you know, and most things will work out okay. As soon as you start crossing that line with people, then that's where things get a little murky. Cause you know, you I mean, one you never know what somebody's going through. Like sometimes it, it, mm-hmm. they may be, they may be upset at something totally different, yeah. And they can't manage their emotions that way, and you just end up being the person they take it out on. Right, right, right. Um, they gonna let off on you. Yeah, you right but, in front. But um, you know, sometimes you just have to center them. I'll say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't uh, so, what, what was that conversation like? Uh, it wasn't long, but he was very surprised. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's what I'm saying. This goes back to this goes back to what you just said when calling people. So he had time to sit there and type out how he felt, and he felt good about it because in his mind, there's no recourse. Mm-hmm. Right? I can be who I want to be. You know on the internet because it's for everybody to see right um but in real time having a conversation you know there's like there's stuttering involved mm-hmm. um you know it's it's a lot of silence 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because they can't form yeah. the thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, they, they can't. Right, right. You know, and, and they really can't have that conversation. So the only way they can interact with you is to call you a name because mm-hmm. they there's nothing else they can do. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hilarious. And it, nothing, nothing bad happened. It's just. I think he I think he realized like how vulnerable you can be if you put yourself out there mm-hmm. and not only yourself, but like everybody else, you know, I think I think. Um, I mean, yeah, that's true. And Cause it's not that's, that's why you, my, my, you know my whole my whole thoughts on on being respectful and being nonviolent is just that because you don't know what someone's willing to escalate it to. And there's always an escalation, always. There's always an escalation to everything, and the escalation never stops. It's, un- it's unending. So when I'm thinking about things and how I want to respond and how I want to behave, I'm thinking about the full escalation, and I'm thinking about it all the way out, all the way to the end. So it's not just, you know, you don't run up on stage and slap somebody, and that's it. <laughs> you know, it's it's no. Now you got to worry about the you got to worry about how that person feels about it, how they're going to respond to it. How their brothers gonna respond? Their sister, their 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 parents, no, mother, that's, cousins. That's a real thing. And you don't know what their escalation level is. Their escalation level is. Um, it may not be as as um, as low as yours. And then th- what you don't want to do when you you're just arbitrarily just being violent is not knowing the other person's escalation and what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. It's like those videos you see where I think you you sent the video and a guy he jumped out with that bat. They on some road rage stuff in the car. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. They cut him off. Yeah. Guy jumps off with a bat and either hits his car or, or almost hits his car or act like I he's think gonna he hit his like, car. Yeah, I think he pretended like a yeah, like, a like fake swing or something, like threatening yeah. type thing. And the the guy pulls out a firearm and he 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 escalates to the highest <laughs> point. In that situation, right? It's not funny, but it's funny. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you just don't know. You don't know what somebody's willing to escalate to. And I think I think if you think of it that way, you're more so nonviolent. That's the best way to be nonviolent and not so much a passive. I don't want to do anything because I'm scared of dying or I'm scared of what might happen or what might transpire. And, and my thought, I already know what's going to happen all the way to the end. You know, mm-hmm. um, the risk of, of escalating is dying and or the risk escalation is is uh is winning you know and wiping out uh, i'll just leave it there that's uh that that's the that's the that's the full escalation you know so that's why you gotta be you have to be fully nonviolent. and i think that's the best way to think of it it's not like then you're not ba- you're not basing things off emotion i don't like what this person said to me. i don't like this person stepped on my shoe i don't like how this person responded to me uh, that type of thing until you until you know what the full escalation is. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, though, is that a lot of that exists in like in business. A lot of the like the. Um, I don't really care about, you know, or the um, damn, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like these guys are just walking like on on faith, like on blind faith, like they don't care about anyone else. Um. Like, like they don't care about your feelings. They don't care about that. I mean, yeah, self self serving. Yeah, like they assholes. just they just walk around like you know untouchable. 
Yeah. And yeah. and in many ways, they often become that. Yeah. You know, because that's that's just I guess is how they carry themselves. But um, even the guy who just did uh who well he didn't just do it, but uh, you know who Adam Newman is? No. So he who founded that? WeWork. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I did see that. I seen that documentary. Yeah. And so you <laughs> so you saw what kind of person he was. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, those people and, think they they're saving the world by whatever project they're working on, changing yeah. the world. And um and everything he kind of did and and uh bulldozed along the way to destroy the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he just got like another three hundred and fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. They do it again. <laughs> you know to do something else i mean that just lets you know like i mean people people um they believe in the character you know people are really attached to energy if you can show that energy show your passion like people have put like money and their time behind you 100 so, I mean, does it at that point does it matter does what matter because as much as we're saying like as much as we're saying, you know, don't be, I don't want to say combative, but don't intentionally be, you know, confrontational and all that kind of stuff because of potential mm-hmm. recourse. But does that matter when there's examples of the opposite working? Um, yes, I think it always matters because the the end result always happens no matter what like some people might might skirt it <laughs> like um i think of somebody like trump he's a very slippery person he's not he's he's been untouchable up yeah. to this point um but you see if somebody's willing to escalate and have these hearings and and put out warrants and and fall through with them and they keep the escalation going um there might be an end to that right Mm-hmm. But um, I do believe. So let me, so let me walk. Let me walk some of that back. I do believe that um, some people will. Um, they will go through life physically in their physical body and might not have no, no, uh, no escalation that uh, that's harmful to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's, and that's just how it goes. It's like, um, you know, how people. Some people think that like bad things. Like there's karma to bad things, the bad things you do, or there's there's a some type of um, um, end result, or like if you don't get it in this lifetime, maybe the next lifetime, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I just don't think that's true. I think some people just get get away with a lot, and they may um, come up to us at least as victorious in the bullshit they pulled off. Um, but I think we'll never know. I think we'll never know on their side what you actually what they're actually dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what repercussions that we can't see that they're dealing with. And maybe that's maybe that's being hopeful. You'd be like, man, this asshole, he he skirted everything. <laughs> maybe that's that's someone hoping that something will happen, you know, to to, to remedy the bullshit that people kind of do and get away with unchecked. Yeah, I don't know. It's um. It's just, it's just interesting. 
especially yeah. amongst amongst that crowd. And this this is this is how you know like there really is a difference between like um although people don't see it that way, like an entity and a person are two different things. And the entity is gonna do what it needs to do to survive, even if it isn't like the best decision for like people. Are you saying a corporation or brand? Well, I just said an entity because, but yeah, corporation. Mm-hmm. Because for you know for reasons related to the corporation, it might be smart to give him three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. But. The effect it'll have on people may not be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I'm sure there's like all kinds of stipulations involved in that, <laughs> from because he was he was pretty crazy. But um, sometimes, like, I think you just have to. That's why these things happen. Like, someone says, "Oh, why? Do, why would that happen? Why would they do that? Why would they allow this?" Well, it, it's beneficial for. You know, for the the entity. Mm-hmm. Now that's you know? interesting. If you, if you talk about you talk about someone's physical life, and if they're going to get any repercussions for what they do, but then you talk about a corporation that doesn't have physical life, it can go on forever. Yeah. Um, will it ever have rep- repercussions? And um, and I would say it won't have repercussions. Um, uh, that will. Any repercussions that will warrant what they actually did. So, for example, a corporation who's been in business 100, 150 years, they might do some bullshit and say, all right, well, we'll give you 20 million for what we did when they made, you know, 500 million in profits off mm-hmm. of doing that bullshit. So it's like the repercussion <laughs> doesn't really doesn't match, doesn't kind of match, you know, the crime. So mm-hmm. in essence, they still don't. Um, they still don't. um I still don't know. Like it don't add up. Yeah, it does. It, they still, they still don't. Um, whatever. I can't. I, my brain, <laughs> it just cut off. <laughs> yeah, I'm make a clip. I'm gonna make a whole clip of all the times that we just, we just got to a point where you was like, I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm gonna make a like, whole yeah, clip, yeah. bro. This is gonna be like two minutes. And he starts saying, like, and period, <laughs> <laughs> and done what I, what I was saying. Sentence complete. Um, I don't know. I think. I think it's. I think once you get to a certain point, it's. It is. It is hard to. It is hard for a, a, a company of a certain size, to like feel. Like to feel the repercussions of something they've done, like in a in a way that's like. It's damaging. Equal or yeah. yeah. They'd have to do something. To they'd have to do something really, really extreme. But I mean, it's they're 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 too large. I mean, but I mean, do, do I, people I feel really the same want way to about, destroy. Uh, like, do they really some want people to do. destroy the company, or yeah, do they, they really just do. want a payoff? Like, give me the money. Give me the money for because really the money is useful in pushing my narrative of what I need, rather than just you disappearing. And you just describe politicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like you shouldn't say that, and you shouldn't disappear. But you should pay me for what you yeah. said that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And um, now it can benefit. Now I can literally benefit 
from me saying the wrong thing. And that's why it's all the same. Monetarily and use it for my cause. Mm-hmm. You know. No, a hundred percent. I think I think the that's why I really don't care about how people feel about certain things <laughs> because because if you if you feel like you could feel some way about it, about it right now, but if somebody dropped five million dollars in your lap, you'd feel a lot differently. The convictions are a little little different. It's a little different. You could I'm be, not you gonna stand about, in that conviction for too long if you get me you five million. You talk about uh, all the money that needs to go to here and do that and blah blah blah, and then somebody dumps five million in your lap, and all of a sudden your morals change, mm-hmm. and your lifestyle changes because you realize five million dollars is enough to get me away from all the things I said I was trying to fix, but it's not enough to carry me to the next level of where I would really like to be. Yeah, well, that's why you need uh, real, true, like, um, you talk about social justice warriors, people who, who aren't going to be uh, just paid off. Uh, that, that That's a strong person, though. It says, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the money that you get. It's still not enough, it's, but it'll be enough to push yeah, my cause a little bit further. I feel like you can't take the money. If you that's truly right. believe, if you truly believe, because think about it, right? It's like the thing about it from like the perspective of, of music. So we, we know guys or just artists in general who care about the art. Mm-hmm. Right? Those people will always be broke. That's just the they reality. Want, they want to sell out. Yeah, because they, they're they're in it for the benefit of the art. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but the music is to be consumed. So the artist who understands making the art doesn't necessarily mean I have to make art my way i have to make art that's consumable mm-hmm. right so i can sell right exactly so the the person who who cares about the art they they'll always be you can't take the money like you just can't so the Their person own the people sense who, of self-importance the people who actually care about the things like in the in the uh, matters that you know that are that exist today they can't take the money they won't allow themselves to. Well, my question is, what's the ask? So in any negotiation, if you have a problem or you bring some, some type of grievance up, something you don't like, something you want to change, there has to be an ask. What's the ask? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Like what? That's the, that's the, that's the only question people have to think about is when you complain. Is when you complain or you won't change is what's the ask. Because you can't just complain to somebody and say, you this, you this, this is how it's been, this is the history of this, you suck, da, 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 da. and the person looking like, all right, I don't believe that, but what you want me to do? What you want me to do about that? And then I think most people get caught up in not having an ask, a clear ask. So um, I think a lot of those, a lot of those times, it, the, the people on the other side don't care that yeah. you're complaining. So if money is going to be helpful, because they're not interested in and um, they're not interested in, in the history. They're not interested in why you're mad. You're just like, how can I make this stop? I'm not interested in starting a, a fund or, or this or that or being involved for 20, 30 years, 50 years, and getting my next generations involved. Because that's, that's, how, that's, that's how long real change takes. It takes generations and genera- generations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at somebody, a corporation, and they're like, I, look, I got a business to run. I, 
you know, I got profits to make. Yeah. What do you want from me? Uh, 50 million. All right, I'll give you 30. So, <laughs> no, I mean, you're basically, that, that you're basically going to, you're basically going to miss your window of what you're asking for. You're going to miss the moment and then it's going to be nothing again. And, um, I'm a big proponent of, um, give me the money, give me the money because I know you don't, I know you don't care about the cause. You don't care about the change, <laughs> give me the money and then put it in the right positions to, you know, act your own change on whatever scale that you feel necessary. And I think the smallest skills are important of um, you send, I don't know, you send 10 kids to, to um, um, I don't want to say college, but some, some type of training or whatever. To, Maybe to, some kind of camp or something. like Some type of something, something that literally yeah. changes those 10 kids' lives. I'm like, that's cool. Um, yeah, so but that's, on whatever see, scale, which what you're saying, what you're saying is ex- like what well, we're saying the same thing, but what you're saying is, is the most important part, right? And it, it goes back to the original, like the original statement of, once people get the money, like things change because you could probably send five or ten kids to a camp in your neighborhood right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like collectively, people in the neighborhood could get together and send their children together. Mm-hmm. You know what if, I mean? Yeah, like you, really you could actually, you could do that if you actually cared. But then they'll they'll say, "Oh well, no. Why don't they have this for these kids? Why don't they mm-hmm. do this for these? These are your children. Why they? That 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 catches you up too. <laughs> that catches you up too. Why why won't they? Um, and the, the answer is they don't care. They don't care they, about. Why would they care? The kids are yours. Even don't people who people. have kids don't care about their kids. Why would they care about your kids? <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> it's the uh, truth. It's so interesting. We, uh, we, um, you know, oftentimes we speak for the lower denomination of people. And I know it's, it's easy to have that seep in and be like, I know this ain't shit person. They don't do this. Yeah. Maybe we need to elevate the the people that's a, around and the people uh, no, on we the just, internet. We got to be we got to be better. Yeah, like a lot of us already are. Like a lot of us already are good enough to do the things that we say we need, or or at least begin to create the things that we say we need in our communities, in our neighborhoods, socially, etc. Many of us are capable. We just have to be better. And it's it's hard to tell somebody to be better when they feel like I'm already doing enough. And I feel like too many people feel like they're doing enough and not enough people feel like they need to be better. Mm. Yeah, like being if, better if, is I'm, hard. if I'm looking at the field, right? <laughs> if look, looking at the field and everybody's life is different, there's reasons why. I'm not saying it's just as simple as flipping a switch. But um, but it is something you kind of have to, like, internalize, like, okay, all of these things that we say we want or that I can see that we need, because it can start with you. So let, let me uh, take that, too, because, you know, I'm um, I'm very plain and basic and I, I'm very taking it to the simplest forms of everything. Mm-hmm. 
when you talk about being better, I think people think of better as this um, this widely better. Like I need to make millions of dollars, yeah, okay. and then I can give a million dollars away, yeah. right? I think being better is you talk about our neighborhoods. Like pick up the trash. Pick up the trash on the ground. Mm-hmm. Don't throw trash on the ground. <laughs> throw it throw it in the trash can. You know, pull up some weeds. Like uh, there's a there's a black farmer. He's, he's a he's a gardener, but I think it, I don't know. I can't remember where he's from. I think it might be Compton or Inglewood. Um, I can't remember his name right now. But he basically started making plants. He started planting in the um, the sidewalks of the street. But you know how you go to a sidewalk and it's just dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a planter, but it's dirt. And he basically started working the working the soil and planting things there. And the city was like, "Yeah, you can't do that." It's like, "Well, you didn't spend any money on beautification in in my city in my neighborhood. You could have put mm-hmm. plants there and watered them, but you didn't. So now I'm putting food there, and I'm giving the food away to the community." Mm-hmm. So this is like one example. Of somebody's like, "That dirt plot that's right in front of my yard. <laughs> I'm going to put some plants in it." Yeah, you know, make that some strawberries. Yeah, it's like yeah. that type of better. Like, you know what? I'm going to pick up the trash in front of, of my house and two doors down and across the street, uh, which is what I started doing in my neighborhood during the pandemic. Like, yo, what, why don't somebody pick up this trash? Oh, I'm somebody. <laughs> <Yes>. You know, <laughs> I'm somebody. Somebody is me. So I remember yes. doing doing that. I haven't done it in a while. But um, so I did like I, I would do it like every week, basically. So I take the trash out and then I would pick up the trash in front of my house, the neighbor's house on the right side, left side and across the street. And I did that for a few weeks. And then um, one day I found five dollars on the ground. And I was like, look at God. <laughs> was it under some trash? <laughs> it, it, it was trash. It was literal trash. Crazy. It was, wow. it was on the ground, like between between the gate or whatever, where I, the places I usually clean up. I'm like, dang, this is like the universe. Like, here you go. Uh, you know, good. I didn't need that, but it's like I was doing it anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. in other words, when you start doing something <clears throat> anyway, like there, there's some type of gain that's going to happen mm-hmm. no matter what. Like, once you start moving things and, like you said, being better, even on the small scales, like something happens. And I, I, I use the monetary, uh, the monetary, uh, example because that's how people think it's like if i do this i get paid this much money mm-hmm. but i mean we're so used to equating doing good with getting money uh, and sometimes <laughs> it's not money you know sometimes it's something else something most times money, it's not money you know like it coming from coming from someone who uh professionally is prof- is like like our 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 payment our compensation is performance-based right so you do a lot of good stuff for free. Yeah, all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe that's why it's like, you know, it's, it's easier to like digest that and understand it from that perspective. Because like I do this anyway. But yeah. um, and and it's also it's also helpful, um, in in our profession in, in, when you have a sales profession and you have a sales cycle, right? Uh, reaching out to people, meeting with people sign a contract, selling, you know, it's a cycle to that cycle, right? So that cycle might be from day one to day 90. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So, so it could be a long sales cycle. So that's between you starting saying, I'm going to be better. And then the actual efforts don't happen 90 days later. Who's willing to really do that? Not, not many people are willing really to, to wait for that cycle, for that, um, that gratification to come after from day one to day 90. Mm-hmm. So just going back to picking up trash or the gratification is almost instant. It is instant. It's there's trash here. I put the trash in the trash bag. Now there's no trash there. Now you have from day one to the same day, you can have the gratif- gratification of, of you did something, something moved, right? Something happened. We're in a sales cycle. Mm-hmm. Something doesn't happen for maybe to one to 90 days. It's like somebody goes to work every day uh, to an actual nine to five job and you get paid hourly. You went there for eight hours. You got paid X amount an hour. You you did something for that day and you got paid for that day. When you're in sales or commission, that doesn't happen like that. So as much as you hate your job, the gratification that you went to the job and you got paid for the job is needed in your, like, your everyday life. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that for me is like, that's cool. That's probably why I'm into other stuff, like uh, simple stuff like gardening, right? If, you, if you're looking at a plot of land and you pick up all the weeds and you clear those weeds for that day, you did something for that day. You can you can literally see that there used to be weeds here. Now there's no weeds here. It's instant gratification that um that I definitely um, I like, you know, and I think we all need that. So in terms of being better, um, you know, pick up the trash, pick up the trash in the neighborhood, <laughs> pick up, pick up some weeds. That's the, that's we got instant, instant, instant uh, gratification in doing those things. And then it's not they should, you know. You know, not now that we're saying this out loud, you like I realize how insane it sounds to work for free until you get paid. (laughs) 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 Think about it. Like like think like really just like I'm doing all of this for free. Like with the yeah. hopes of like, oh yeah, maybe in four months I'll get paid. But you're doing it without immediate gratification. Like that's that's what we're doing. You're doing something that's not immediately gratifying. Yeah, you're you're like on a net one eighty, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I just learned yeah. what that was. Where you people know, get paid like 180 days after they actually did the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you don't get paid. Like I used to, I used to go walk Miss Johnson around the block. Mm-hmm. Like every Tuesday, I would like if I right. called her, and they were here. Like she was on her walk, I'd go walk her around the block. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a client. It's a, to let the, the client or oh, listeners yeah, yeah. know. <laughs> I look, he forgot we was on the podcast. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah that was uh, a client of mine a potential client of mine because we haven't we haven't I don't think no we haven't done anything yet um but yeah 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 so um, she uh like the mistress like dang they had a rock roller named Miss Johnson that's cool (laughs) walking around the block uh, have you talked to her recently no I reached out maybe maybe a few months ago See, that's one of the people in my phone. I need to call. Not gonna be like, yo, do you need to stay in this phone? Yeah, I just, I just, she's great and everything. 
<laughs> what was that? <laughs> Are you obligated, D? <laughs> Uh, it's uh, like a, it's a lot. This is she's just a lot, but she no, she's really they're they're good people. Her husband's like really cool, yeah. super cool dude. No, um, they weren't. They aren't good people. You know, it's just um, it's a lot, but yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, man, all of that. We gotta be better. And um, do you think, even though like. Because right now I feel like, you know, money, I feel like our generation, as much as our generation hates capitalism, they care about money the most, like, during this time. And um, do you think that is, like, healthy? Like, to where your everyday focus is either on the pursuit or the, like, hatred of money? Um, Cause I don't remember. Do you remember like your parents being that way? I remember money always being like a like like um yeah like a key thing that you like that was needed. And I never remember hurting for anything, but I remember like like showing like they show like um, they do like some accounting at home. Like all right, this is this was coming in. This is what's going out. Um, you know. We ain't got money for no Nikes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or whatever it, whatever it was, you know. Um, but I think it, it's at the center of so many lives because it's just people don't have enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, people just don't have enough, you know. When, when, when you figure you to not be rent burdened it was supposed to be like 30 30 to 33 percent of your total income supposed to go to rent and now we're beyond 50 percent of someone's yeah, total paycheck going to rent in some places it's probably around like 60 or 70 yeah and it's like that's wild so money has to be the everyday conversation and i think that's why you get these hustle cultures and yeah have a have a side hustle and have do this and do that and there's some feedback yeah, for some reason my uh my earphone my headphone just went out. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah. Um I I mean I'm just saying like do you think it's like all that is true, I agree with it. But you know how you know how people like I feel like our parents are better at ignoring things that like just like they just weren't good for them. And maybe maybe because well, I won't say maybe. I know it's because they didn't have the internet. There you go. That's where what I was, I was the platform. And the parents had the platform. You can play. You know, uh, or just just the the platform to get slapped in the face with how poor you are every day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was literally keeping up with the Joneses was like the most. It was like really people around you. Yeah. And in terms of proximity of the people around you, they're not going to be much more wealthier than you you're not gonna be yacht wealthy <laughs> you know you're not gonna <laughs> talk to your neighbor across the street and like you know he was in the bahamas on a yacht you know and he spent fifty thousand on his vacation like that's unlikely um it's more so um um i don't know i guess like a, a small pecking order of of they went to go buy a fifty thousand dollar car ours is 55 it's like it's more smaller now it's like I mean, you can look at the whole world I don't even know if it was that then. Like fifty, th- like was that? A th- no, well, I'm just using today's numbers. Oh, but 
Um, but um, it's more of that keeping up with the Joneses than keeping up with the internet. They keeping up with the internet is a new thing. Like we can't keep up with the internet. You thought the Joneses was bad. The internet is <laughs> <laughs> the internet will win every the internet's time. <laughs> the internet's keeping up the with the internet will win every time. Um, because I I there's a lot of things I see where um. I get like, I'm actually kind of scared for some people because, um, and it, it could just be, it could just be like from experience, you know, just from what we had to go through in 2008. And of course, anytime you go through something, you don't want anyone else to have to experience that feeling, even though what mm-hmm. we went through wasn't like, you know, our version of it wasn't like super extreme. We were able to kind of, to still make it out of it. But we, but we were still close enough to know. For other people, it was extreme. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was really extreme for some people. Um, and and now I'm looking at things like, uh, you know, like the other day when you were you were on Facebook, and I think somebody commented something about an LLC or something or an EIN number, right? And right. um and you commented like, um, which is the great thing to say because and I say the same thing. Like, you should seek legal counsel to figure out what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like they just completely blew over your comment. And then underneath that, it was, you know, it was. Um, yeah, so it was like my earphones keep checking out. But it was uh, it was like just tens of comments, you know, uh, about business credit and just get you an LLC and blah, blah, blah. And they don't even know what this person is doing. Yeah. So just to lay some groundwork, it was somebody posted on Facebook, should I get uh, an LLC and an EIN number um, to start my business? And so you see that, and I'm just like, I think my comment is like, you could, you should probably just, if it, I said, if it was me, I'll start out with that. If it's me, I'm going to just file the EIN number and a doing business as and then you can build your business from there and then seek legal counsel to see if you need to incorporate because you may not incorporate under LLC. You might be an S Corp, a C Corp. I don't know what you're doing and the risk involved in the order, you know, the corporate order you want. So that's why I seek legal counsel. But if you're, uh, you know, I don't know, if you're selling cake pops at your house and you just want to file a name and you kind of want to get off the ground. I don't think it's a reason to file an LLC, especially in California. You want to pay like eight hundred dollars a year if you make no money or not. Uh, and a lot of businesses in the first years make zero money, so now you're paying out eight hundred dollars minimum, yep. plus the plus your efforts and whatever money that was um, mm-hmm. to build a business. And now you're already in the red, where something was supposed to make you some side money. But anyway, yeah, I think. The comments after that was like, yeah, you need to get an LLC and you need to do this and this and this. And I don't know, without knowing what, what the full scope is. And that's another thing. A lot of people don't ask a lot of questions. And I didn't want to get into the question like, what are you doing? Because I'm not a, a legal professional. Like, that's yeah, not my role to do. what you do. Yeah. But I'm saying if it was me, this is what I would do. I but tell people you need to go talk to somebody. Time. You know? All the time. They will, they'll be like, oh, can I just go on LegalZoom and or can I just blah, blah, blah. And I tell them, every single time I tell them, like, 
if this is your first time doing something like this, it pays to go talk to a legal professional. Right. Yeah. Because you might not even need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but, then uh, after you, after you the go through now. it once or twice, after you do it once or twice, then you can go ahead and, and you know, legal zoom it up or, um, you know, even even for uh, for our filings, like I did those. But mm-hmm. that's because I've done it before. And right. I've spoken to, I had to speak to a legal professional after I did the legal Zoom thing and realized I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like I, I get nervous seeing stuff like that. Or even like like during the pandemic, one of the big, uh, a big thing that lasted a long time. But unfortunately, we were uh, uh, in between seasons. But like you remember that conversation about like Jay Z, or five hundred thousand? Five hundred thousand, please. Like going <laughs> going on what it was a, a like having lunch meeting, having lunch meeting, yeah. dinner. Gosh, yeah, and then a lot of people were like taking the money, like taking the the sit down with Jay Z at their yeah. dinner or whatever, rather than five hundred thousand. Was it more? I feel like it was more than that. No, it was it was five hundred k. Five hundred thousand, yeah. Yep. Well, I, the guy, I already the said I'm who, a big, big component of, of taking, proponent of, of actually taking the money. Um, I mean, I've had dinner with a lot of people, and <laughs> it, it didn't net any, any monies. Um. And and when you once you when you get in front of people, I don't, I don't think people realize this either. Really, when you get in front of people who are already doing the business, you're not there to ask how to do it you're confirmed that you're on the right track to doing what you need to do. So it's more like a, this is what I'm doing. Uh, <clears throat> kind of like, not a, what do you think about it? But when you ask somebody in business, um, uh, the question you want to come with, with research you already did or um, a process you already have going. And then you want to ask the question, how can I, you might want to say, how can I, um, scale uh what could yeah, i do better I that type of thing this? yeah but for the everyday person who has no business no nothing no nothing uh starting from zero and like i'm gonna have lunch with jay-z and then i'll figure it all out it's like this person has nothing to talk to you about because you're so green about everything that you're gonna chew your food and you're gonna go home <laughs> that's that's the that's the that's the entirety of the dinner <laughs> because you literally can't communicate with this person Nah, he's he's it's it's a different level. So you, I think you, even you like taking the money, think, or you you sitting with, I with think Jade has some, has, some, has some dinner. Man, I, no, I'm definitely. What are you gonna do? Tell me to sell crack? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> Stupid. You know, Jay don't become Jay if you don't sell crack. All right. So it's like okay, well that's the secret. Sell crack. Yeah, start from the beginning. Which is a, a lot of people's uh, beginning. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's um, it just seems I I think that Talk goes back to like what we what we talked about last time last week, like the effects of like the long term effects of poverty, is that people think uh, solutions, especially when they're tied to like money, they think it has to be some kind of like secret answer or secret formula or you know what I mean? Like, so if mm-hmm. I if I sit with Jay, you know he'll give me the 
secret money box. You know, right. the key to the secret money box, and then I'll have money forever. Like, it, it's no just, secret. It's so weird. It's so weird to for the thought process to not go to the <clears> source. <throat> I mean, and that's not my industry, like the music industry, or but I know there's several several books and content on the music industry and, and how you get paid and how deals are structured. I know they exist. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. So why you wouldn't just do that first you could you could probably you probably literally know more if you actually read up on it than the people who actually are in the business oh of course so why why is that not a thought to be like if i want to know something about this business i'll read books about this business because because the the element it sounds so elementary but with music maybe that's just how i am well music is different because there's an element of celebrity involved Mm mm-hmm so the element of celebrity outweighs everything, right? Because the value of that is, at least in the eye of the person who's who's pursuing it, the value of that is greater than actually taking the time to learn the business. The value in, in being next to them? No, in, like in, being, photo or? in being a celebrity. Or being, because these people, yeah, I think also people don't understand, as we say all the time, a lot of people don't understand how money works, right? So they're they're looking at it jay's not even really known as a businessman in music Mm -hmm. he's known as a businessman outside of the industry his biggest wins come outside of the uh, outside of music Mm -hmm. so if you're going to sit down with him i don't i wouldn't expect you to talk about music i I could just i could just see somebody with a full powerpoint (laughs) at dinner Going to, going through their full uh, with the iPad, yeah, full <laughs> like presentation perspective. All you gotta do is I get the business credit, and then we put it yeah. on Turo, <laughs> and then you know, <laughs> get a sprinkle some Bitcoin right. in there. And, uh, <laughs> is that right? Would that work, Jay? He like, ha, ha. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that's what it all again. They people think like people really really believe or they want to believe just from from my experience many people want to believe there is some like secret you know formula or secret way to get to that point like they 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 really believe you don't get there unless you learn something you know some type of mystical uh illuminati yeah illuminati language and they and people really believe that so the the value of sitting down with him is directly tied to that because there's nothing he can tell you that'll make you 500 grand that day yeah give me the money i'm taking the money (laughs) i'm taking the money (laughs) like there's there's just nothing he can you can i don't know what do like what i don't know i you don't even know him like so i don't know what uh i don't know yeah, I'm I'm for sure taking the money. This is why I feel like the pandemic really broke everything. Like, cause so in, in the mornings, a lot of times, especially on Mondays, um, I do a lot of my uh, research, and you know I'll do like um, there's certain podcasts that come out and shows that come out like at the end of the week. So I'll wait until Monday to listen to them because really it doesn't matter if I hear it on Friday. I can't do anything about it till Monday anyway. Right. Um, 
and uh, one of them that I watch, listening to it today, like there, there was a guy on there, and he he made a lot of sense in regards to like how to how to view markets and like the current economy, and um, super smart guy, like he's really really smart. Forgot his name, but I'll go back and get it. But super smart, <clears throat> and the reason why I say he's super smart is because I feel like we're always looking at data sets. Um, basically, that's all we do is look at data, different sets of data. And then there's always like that one person that comes in and like reconnects you to the data that you should be looking at. Because mm. it's like we're always trying to find like, oh, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. This is going to happen. Oh, this is showing us this and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody comes in and is like, no, hold on. Just watch this one thing. And like yeah. his whole time on that show was um, was basically that. Like, you know, these guys are going on about the economy and how they feel about where we are uh, currently. Mm -hmm. And he kind of explained certain things, especially when it came down to like election cycles and stuff like that. Like the importance they play on the state of the economy. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just really simple. I think I, I think I've seen part of that clip. Yeah, um, it was like really, really simple. But um, yeah, but he, one, one thing he did say, though, is I, I do think markets are broken. I think everything's broken. Why is That's that? why I brought that up. Oh. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like everything is different because I feel like we so going back to COVID, we didn't really need liquidity. So liquidity means the government is buying bonds, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I saw a chart that showed like the Fed funds rate like over the last like 15 years or something like that. Or it might have been 20. It was, But there was like a five-year period where it was like flat. And um, if, you, if you like compare that to what our economy was doing in those times, it was like massive speculation. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's where it came from, like low interest rate environments. So from from the from that period, you get Bitcoin, you get uh, you know highly highly uh, you know overvalued tech stocks and all these different things. And it's like, did we really need to do that? Well, I think that's directly tied to the risk people are willing to take in a low interest rate rate <clears throat> environment. Um, and when we talk about this, when money is free flowing, um, you feel you feel compelled to take some of it and and try your hand at making uh, making more money mm -hmm. and making a you know a higher higher percentage we'll on the actual money. It's it's going to cost you, right? All mm -hmm. in the mic. <laughs> um, but I think um, being able to uh, you know, translate the data is like a real superpower. And but I think sometimes you can get caught up in in listening to how other people are translating the data over and over and over and that becomes like mm -hmm. your narrative, you know? Mm -hmm. Um so I don't see too many people and I, I kinda see what you might be getting at. This person has a different uh, narrative on how the how the data is translating to him. It makes you think differently because we always think mm -hmm. we're always getting how somebody else translated the data and what it means. And then somebody says, well, you know, well, we're not considering 
um, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's like the, the, the whole thing now, how people translating the data in terms of, um, um, just say property values. They're saying property values are continuing to go up, but the amount of buyers are going down. The amount of units sold is going down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of like, but inventory is short. And I translate that to this. If if people are selling less in a high interest rate, uh, high price market, they're not selling because if they sold their property, what are they buying into? They're buying into a higher interest rate and a higher home. Why would they do that? Where, where, where can you go? So when you say things are broken, that process of selling your house, making a profit, and going into a reasonable um, uh, interest rate, you know you're going to pay a little bit more money, but it's not going to be outrageous. So mm-hmm. why would I give up my 2 3% interest rate to get, you know, 5 6 and borrow more money and buy a more expensive house? Especially because if you're talking you're, about, like... You're giving people a lot of credit right now. What you mean? Because you're what you're saying is right. You you are correct, but you're 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 giving people a lot of credit in a way that they they make decisions that make sense. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I am always, always, always try to give. Because that about. was the case. That was the case in two thousand six, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. You know, but and, yeah, it's and back just interesting. Then, Back then, the rates were kind of what they are now. They're well, not yeah. now, but they're similar. Like we're yeah, we're a couple still points low. off. <laughs> like, yeah. We're still in a lower interest rate environment. It's off. still a good time to buy real estate. Uh-huh. It's always a good time to buy and sell real estate. Yeah, I mean, you always got to be. That's a message like, from your real estate professional. I I heard something today. <laughs> I heard something today that makes a lot of sense, and like, and I've tried to say something like this, but he said it like a lot better. So I'm gonna steal it. Mm-hmm. Um. He said, uh, he said basically like always, always, always in the market is better than, you know, trying to time the market. So you just got to buy, like, you just got to buy what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the thing where that gets like, you know, murky is, is when speculation comes into play. Right. And, and, um, like speculation outweighs like true demand that that's when things get kind of murky and we got 40% uh 40% you know appreciation year over year in home prices yeah, man, like, just... that's not all demand like a lot of that is speculation nobody asked for that nobody asked for 40% appreciation <laughs> <laughs> like it's not it's not needed no like that's that's a lot of that is speculation. So when you're asking like who would sell to there's people who don't believe because we, I was one of them back in 08. There's a lot of people who believe this is how it works. Oh yeah. yeah. It'll never, it always goes, it always runs. Yeah. So even uh, if, even if we're in a period where this, this lasts for, you know, say four years, say we get four more years of like consistent, like seven, ten, or just double digit growth. How many years will we be? How many years has it been now since the upturn? It's been, let's just say, it probably started around 2012. Yeah, I was gonna say like 2011. 
that was that was the first year yes. I remember where it was like, okay, I could like things are moving. Yeah. So let's just say it's been what, 10, 10 or twelve years. Ten years. Okay. I mean, uh, it took, okay. So typical cycle used to be like eight to ten years. Just some people count to like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I don't count back that far. Yeah, but that's when it broke. That's when. Yeah. So I mean, we, we're still in a part. reasonable ten year cycle. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say, speculate. I'm not going to say that things will fall apart. I think there was a lot of things, which again we we talked about last season and and recently saw in a clip, but there were a lot of things that were just in the way because mathematically that's how things work, mm-hmm. right? The the math doesn't lie. Uh, if if you qualify for five thousand dollars a month in mortgage, your five thousand dollar a month mortgage is more expensive today. So you qualify for less. That's mm-hmm. just math, and we mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Um, but I also seen a poll that said like eighty four percent of Gen Zers uh, want a market crash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Why else? You know, they they, they can feel benefit. Like, yeah, so catastrophe, so they can, catastrophe they can, capitalism. Uh, they can go ahead and get the chance to own a home or whatever they feel like. Now, see, this is that's not very liberal of people. That's not caring about people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. See, when 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 anytime anytime it's something like that, then we care about home pricing being unaffordable. We we need to do something about it. People shouldn't be able to, to, you know, make this much money when it comes to housing or whatever. So I, I'm I'm a, a huge um, proponent of affordable housing. I think we do need that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that comes at the risk of people of a crash for other people. Um, and the people who are first time buyers, they won't benefit from that cr- crash anyway. Generally, they just won't. Um, because I mean, you know, newsflash: like people have a lot more money than you still, even in a crash. So exactly, what's going to happen <laughs> is people who have the money still, who made the money in the pandemic, who made the money, because that's what they do—they make money. They're going to just swoop up and just buy everything. It's going to just be on sale for them. And if you think you're dealing with cash offers now and getting bid outbidded, like wait till like the corporate overlords come and buy everything all cash. And well, because there is no, need there is no credit the money. Yeah, but, they need but some that, and that's and, another and, point too. In that environment, there is no credit, and and the only this is the that's the only thing that I feel like in the position that we're in right now. I won't say the only, but it's the main thing that um, I would say is like a potential catalyst to where you know I I don't even want to call it a crash because if things go back thirty percent, which I believe they will, I think we got thirty percent to go before things normalize. Somebody but thirty thirty no thirty percent down. Mm-hmm. But thirty percent down when we've got in many markets a hundred and twenty percent appreciation year over year, that's mm-hmm. still not like like is that really a big deal? That's yeah, that's some people 90. like some people overpaid that on their property. So right, thirty percent right. coming down isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, they can eat that. Yeah. Um, just going back to um, corporations that's that's going to really benefit off a crash like that. I say they're going to benefit because they, they're doing it now. Mm-hmm. There was a um, 
a city in Texas, I believe. I can't remember the city. But the developer built, uh, I think, 100 homes or something like that. And all 100 homes was sold to a corporation to be to be rented, to be leased. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing more and more of that lately. So another metric they're talking about builders are, I think it was like 12% down in building. Um, for one, in the last 10 years, they underbuilt on purpose because they were scared of losing money from the last downturn. And now you have builders who can build um, you know, a full track and sell it, all of them, to an investor to lease. Um, I believe that uh, that will continue. Why mm-hmm. do? Why would someone need to deal with, let's say, a hundred different individual loans? They can just for sure sell all their inventory in one swoop. Yeah, you know, and just lease them out, and people will lease them out because they like new shiny things. They'll pay. Drew actually, uh, four thousand, like whatever that. it is. He did. He did a deal like that. Um, maybe like 2018 and it was in texas and it was like a older guy who owned like you know 150 acres or something like that mm-hmm. and um he built out like he, he built out um a bunch of uh townhomes mm-hmm. so there was like townhomes and then he had already had like a, a street of homes for like his family so he built around that. He built townhomes. He built a school. He built all the retail and everything. And he sold everything like together. Yeah. Yep. Sold the whole portfolio. It's just. Yep. Um, I think we're gonna see more of that. And if there's a crash, a downturn, um, but you know, most people aren't gonna benefit from that. I mean, you might pick up a crumb. Maybe you might. The savviest of people might pick up a few. If, if you don't. Few units. If you don't but, have the money, if you don't have the money, it's gonna be difficult. Because, no, generally no, because credit the credit won't be available like that. Like we had, we already have. Um, so there's a couple more like interest rate hikes on the table. Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, next month they'll begin uh, quantitative tightening. So just like quantitative easing, I mean like they're printing money and and um, providing liquidity, buying bonds and all that. Next month, they're going to, this is what they say, next month, they're going to really, like, they're not going to renew those purchases. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of liquidity that's no longer in the market. Oh, shit. Right. And, um, you know, to the average person, they, they may not understand, like, you know, it doesn't seem like it means anything. But um, if nobody is buying, which which, is, which has happened. In many cases over the past months, these bonds have gone, these mortgage bonds have gone no bid. Mm-hmm. Like there's no buyers for these bonds outside of the government who is creating them, right? Um, so for me, that's that's like the one thing, just looking through all the data, that's like the one thing that I feel like could really be like a, a catalyst to lead to something. But I feel mm-hmm. I also feel like uh, many of these companies and even a lot of the consumers, like I feel like a lot of the balance sheets are just really strong. So sure. The markets might take a turn. You know, we might, we might get some, we might get discounts in the real estate market. Um, it's natural in the stock market, just given everything else that's going on. But, um, and people may not be able to get loans. 
the same way. But I still think they'll be better off than they were, like, in 08. Yeah. You know, and, that, like, worst case scenario, I think you'd still be better off. you probably still have a job, right? Yeah, um, they're giving jobs away now. I mean, they yeah. can't keep anybody in. Um, and employed. I could be wrong. This is, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, we're all, we're just speculating at this point, but I'm just going based on, like, the data that, that exists is you know what i mean um but like those are the two things so i'm, I'm looking at that and next month will kind of give you insight into, into that because the last two times they've done that recently like markets have gone crazy uh, i think uh, the last time was like 2018 but there was some stuff going on then with fiscal policy we don't got to get into that you know because that was who the president was and there was tariffs on certain goods it, they didn't understand how that would like impact the economy um but those are the two things so if we get past that and then if we if we have a decent march next year because we'll be out of the the midterm cycle that's what's coming up now mm-hmm. so i feel like once they remove that element you know the the political element um i feel like we'll have a better understanding of where we could be going yeah you know? yeah it's all speculation right now it is at the end of the day but uh ultimately i think i think frugality will take over some of for the people just in general i think balance sheets will matter more um i think fundamentals will matter more like for everybody oh yeah for sure um yeah yeah because we have a lot of time reflecting when there's no money coming in do i really need three cars do i need really do i really need this vacation house because we got the you know the whole inflation reduction thing that they just threw out um you know these companies these companies will have to pay a one percent tax on buybacks and um so the lowest hanging fruit would be they're going to do a bunch of buybacks before the end of the year. I just wonder where where the money is going to be allocated after you tax everyone. It's going to go to Joe Biden's pocket. And um, how do I get <laughs> in there? Playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Y'all. I'm just playing. I do not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get us a. You can get us a. Yeah, we a we already couldn't promote. We couldn't promote our last. Uh, Post because you right. said it's well. We Did I just see a, a small bonnet walk by? Yeah, she's crawling on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we are live. Excuse me. <laughs> I thought that was a, a baby girl, real little nah, bonnet, just walking by. She's at school. Oh, okay. We are live. I said that like live doesn't mean come and say. <laughs> like, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean we are running a pr- production around here. <laughs> it doesn't mean like further you interrupt. The you production. see the light. We the light is on. We like one of them live lights. <laughs> we are live. I'm gonna buy one. I'm gonna get a. Um, I'm gonna get a neon one. You're right. We do need. We that. are running a professional uh, show. I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add that to the list. But uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think coming down towards the end of the year, like buybacks will happen a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's going to manipulate a lot of people's uh, portfolios. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to get her. Um, because, you know, they'll see that they'll see them. They'll see values going up. Mm-hmm. 
and then they'll think like, oh well, you know, maybe we're in a yeah, the, maybe the the market is in a bull market, or maybe you know whatever. But the reality is, they're just trying to get ahead of a one percent tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, by Q two next year, man, I think I think we'll really know like, you know, what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So for now, just keep stacking your money. Keep uh, keep buying that Bitcoin. Then, I'll, I'll keep. They <laughs> <laughs> keep making these calls. Keep making these cold calls. And it's um, one thing I did in the last downturn is I just didn't pivot fast enough to mm-hmm. uh, where the money resides, <laughs> as they say. You gotta uh, stay in the market. Okay, I hear my hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah, like you had a cookout. <laughs> you just gotta stay in the market, you know. Uh yeah, just stay in the market. Stay in the market yeah. and keep uh you know just keep keep hammering. Keep trying. Keep yeah. trying, keep trying. And, and um 'cause there's there's people like I, I noticed like a lot of people who were around back then who were like still in real estate that we knew, they just pushed through it. Mm-hmm. And I, yep, I think yep. uh I think for us, like you said, we pivoted to, which was cool because we got to experience a lot, but we we pivoted, you know, so many pivots um, until we ended up back where we were supposed to be. Yeah, it was <laughs> late. Should have pivoted. Like within, the same, pivot. within the same industry, for sure, short sales. <laughs> Should have got on that boat quickly. Um, yeah, but in hindsight... Yeah, so uh, you got to find that market. You got to find that market that's still transacting. Uh, Finding deals are still out. They still exist. They're still out there. But, um, you know, burying your head in the sand and and just waiting it out is not the way. Uh, uh, that's not the way. That's not the way. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so uh, we didn't do an intro on this. And it's probably about time to wrap it up, though. Man, we are the intro. <laughs> We are the intro. Uh, nah, yeah, I think we, uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. I mean, outside, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, did you know? Oh no, I saw something. Okay, I saw something, and it's real quick. But did you know? Because this blew me away. That sixty percent, sixty six percent, or up to sixty six percent of all streaming revenue comes from like an artist catalog. Um, so like, if you're an artist and you have music like available to stream. 60 cent, 66% of the revenue from that comes from like old catalog. Like their old songs. Yeah. The old hits. So like nobody's nobody's really listening to like new catalog or new music. Mm. Uh, I get that. I mean. That tripped me out. It was four. That'd be 44%, right? Yeah. People listening but to But I mean, it's still, it's still more than. That's more than half. And I, I think that number will grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, when it comes to music, you know, you kind of listen to the same things you like over and over. You know? Yeah. Something that's um, uh, familiar, you know? Especially if you're an older person. Like, you don't want to hear uh, Payla Bill's new album. You know? <laughs> Give me the hits. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, I tell your mom said, "Patty got a new album." Man, how do never, I? How do that's I what get I'm it? saying, I, I've never heard those words. I've never heard the words of, "Did you hear so and so's new album?" It's always like, yeah. "Put on that," you know, so and so. But it's never like put on their new album. 
You kind of that's crazy. Into, like the feeling like, you had to, when it first came out. Like I went to a Charlie Wilson uh, concert a long time ago, and he starts singing songs <laughs> that nobody knew. He's like, "Yeah, this is mm-hmm. my new album," and everybody was <laughs> like, yeah, "We didn't come for that." I didn't sign up for that. We didn't come for that, man. Seen the Gap Band, right? Like, it's only a Dan, few people right. who can do that, you know. Only a few people who can do that. I um, think, but I, I think that provides great leverage, though. I think that provides great leverage for artists, because, like, because I also feel like we live in a time where like albums don't like the timeline of albums, or the timeline of like content doesn't really exist no more. So you can go back like, and shoot a video Thursday or Friday or whatever. Yeah, but it come out. Yeah. But but you can go and shoot a video to an album you did twenty years ago. Mm. Like why not? Because it's it's still available. Like we're After not going that, in the store. Yeah, never thought about that. You know what I mean? Like we're not going in the store to buy CDs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like the the label can control. Well, they can, but yeah. if you can go out and shoot your own videos, it's like because think about all the songs you liked from different albums. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like man, I wish this song a had a video. video. Yeah, twenty twenty two video that didn't, and never got a video, or singles that never got a video because of whatever reason. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good um, good marketing tactic. I mean, you should uh, consult for the music industry. Like you, you should be doing this. I should consult for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Start uh, releasing your old stuff as new. I mean, a lot of people haven't not? heard it. Or they, they just never they've never seen the they've never seen the visual. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, like what what old, song, what old footage do we have? Let me oh, break out some old computers. But yeah, but seeing that, man, it um that caught my attention. And then of course the whole uh Bed Bath and Beyond thing that happened this week. I, uh, I definitely yeah, I seen part of that. Yeah, similar to uh GameStop. But the funny thing about that is uh, the CEO now owns zero percent of the company? He sold it off. <laughs> he said, "I'm out." He says, "Going up, I'm going up too. I'm going up. <laughs> <laughs> I can sell too." Yeah, I forgot his name, but they were like praising him and the way he was running the company. And then, like, the report came out and he owned zero percent. <laughs> he said, "This is my time to get out. Yeah. I ain't going down with this ship." Uh, so yeah, I think we, uh, I think we're, I think we're okay. Anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, no, I think we, um, it was good to have a, um, you know, a quick huddle. We had a, a cookout over the weekend, um, with the core group and we talked about, um, you know, doing more things and, um, getting out in real life more. So yeah, so we're going on tour pretty soon. Um, <laughs> the Rich by Money tour. I mean, we do have studios in about fourteen states. Yeah, that like that's a reality. Yeah, so it's time to utilize them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we we going on tour. Hey, All right, yeah. going on tour. Um, once a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's a lot. Like, you try going to her. You try going to her. I'm honestly, I'm really not. I'm really not. <laughs> like I said, we going on tour. We're like, yeah, we going on tour. We going on tour once a month. I want to go on tour. 
I don't want to go through it no more. Uh, uh, really not. Like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be cool, right. but like, I'm going to be gone. And I got to get on planes and stuff. Like, nah, I'm cool, man. Well, uh, um, this just in. We're going to be sedentary for the mm-hmm. next few months. <laughs> we'll be here. Uh, yeah, so, raising um, raising money for a new light. So um, go to, go to uh, richbymoney.com. Yeah, pick up your merch. Yeah, and, that, uh, and the, the sweaters. So the next order of sweaters will be in soon. I just got the uh, the tracking information. The other and we're pulling up on people. We're pulling up on people. We want a picture, a selfie with yeah. you and your gear. Uh, so if you order something, uh, we're going to pull up pretty soon. Uh, so be ready. Yeah, so. Because you know uh, we pull yeah. up. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that good YouTube stuff. Let the algorithm know you enjoy the show. Um, you know, we didn't do an intro, but, you know, you know who we are. I'm Jared Wilkins, a.k.a. the Google grad. And I'm Dorrance Creighton. No, I'm going back Creighton. Uh, <laughs> this has been another episode <laughs> of Rich by Monday. Uh, get your merch, buy hoodies, buy shirts. Kind of kind of rhyme low-key. Um, Man, you're a rapper. And, uh, a yeah. It's a poet. Didn't even know it. We we'll we'll see y'all next week. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>